Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on The Real Estate Podcast. I'm Todd Sumney, the Chief Industry Officer for HomeSmart International. And I am joined today by two rock stars from Philadelphia, Philly in the house. So thank you, Bill Kratz and Rob Foglio from HomeSmart Realty Advisors in, uh, in Philly. So uh, thank you for, for having us, no, Todd. Thank having you. Us. Appreciate thank you, you for being on the podcast here today. Really looking forward to uh, sharing some tips, strategies, and, and helping agents who watch uh, grow their businesses. And that's what this is all about. Our tagline for the podcast is, uh, you know, strategies and tactics to help real estate agents grow their business. So uh, let's do that. Let's jump right in because I know, um, you know, the thing I love uh, about both of you is your energy. And I've seen you interact with your agents before. I've traveled out to Philadelphia. We've done training sessions, marketing meetings, mastermind groups, meetings, et cetera. I follow you on Facebook. I watch some of your, uh, let's see, I was going to bring a pajama, one of those things you hide your eyes with when you sleep, an eye mask. I forgot it today because you do a Facebook uh, podcast periodically about, um, you know, agents being entrepreneurs. And is that right? Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about that. I think. like the whole premise for, for doing that is like we really want to help agents uh, get back to that space of treating their, their businesses like real businesses instead of having a job that essentially runs them. And I think that's what's missing in the real estate industry where the only training we get so often is how the latest shiny object lead generation strategy and, and how to just run a lot faster but not get any further um, toward financial freedom. So you know, with us in in Philadelphia, like one of the things that we really like to teach is entrepreneurship, owning a business, running a business, and and thinking like a CEO and a business owner. Right. So hopefully we can tap right. into some of that stuff specifically well, let's, today. Let's start there real quick. I'm gonna, I, you said a couple things, so I wanna make sure I capture them. So let's start with that financial freedom concept. Cause here it is, both of you um, younger, mm-hmm. very successful, um, have made much success in real estate and here it is you actually even own not only do you own your own real estate businesses right but you own your own real estate brokerage now but you enabled yourself to do that by having success in real estate so for from a credibility standpoint I mean the knowledge that these two have is is very valu- valuable so let's unpack that how did you get to such a young, you know, a state of financial freedom so young, and how do you help other agents do that? Right, so I, I think, just a little bit of background on us, like we own an investment and development company, number one, so we have maybe like, what, 28 properties or so in Philadelphia that are paying us money right now while we're doing this, or when we're sleeping or anything else, and you know, that's really a retirement strategy, wealth building, and and gives us both, you know, peace of mind that we are, I'm 36, you're 36, 36. too, and we're, damn near financial independence Me at too. a relatively uh, young age. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not 36. I wish I was. But keep going. He just looks 36. No, that's so, awesome. So, so we, we have that and we have the real estate brokerage with uh, about 150 agents and, and we started where a lot of the agents who are watching this right now, um, you know, we were real estate agents and we're yeah. just doing sales. But, you know, all along the way, you know, we also were thinking outside the box and, and you know, building different income streams and, and always just had that entrepreneurship uh, gene within us where we just don't go and work four, five, six, seven hours a day. We just want to double that and and wanted to, to get to this point as early as possible. So um, that, that's really a little bit about us. And then we, we have multiple other businesses that all feed into it. And 
I just think that what's missing in the game is that no one's really teaching real estate agents how to to own businesses because the industry is really about lead generation, selling another house for the company, and then you do that for the next 10 to 15, 20 years, and it's like the only people that end up getting rich and wealthy are the owners of these these companies who take such large you know pieces of your commission check, and you know we really wanted to change the game in a different way. I and I like that, and I've mm -hmm. talked to some of the agents that you're working with, and you really are helping other agents do that. So I guess I'd like to ask you two questions. Okay, so one, um, pretend I'm an agent today that you know, okay, I like this CEO entrepreneur mentality that you're talking about, um, um, and I wanna work toward financial freedom. What's one or two things that I can start with right away to work toward that path? Right, so you probably hear in business that in real estate, the lifeline of every agent is what? Lead generation, right? For us, we actually say lead generation comes second to profitability. So every business owner or ceo you know their major job at the end of the day is to make sure that their companies are profitable right. if not then there's no reason for a business to exist you don't you know run a business for free it's not for charity you know ultimately you have to be profitable for yourself your shareholders and in businesses real estate agents that's our, our family members and and everyone else around us so profitability is most important and there's there's different ways to increase profitability number one uh, depending you know on the company that you're with uh, negotiating and getting a better split or being at a hundred percent commission firm uh, like HomeSmart. Uh, number two is knowing uh, where to cut expenses in your business. Uh, there's all kinds of things that we found in our business oh, yeah. um, that we, we do a periodic audit where it's like oh man we're spending a cut grand or two here a grand or two there and we could eliminate a lot of costs uh, right. that way right. and then also uh, you know, strategically thinking about where your business is headed. You know, a lot of real estate agents just take anything and everything, any buyer, any seller, of any rental transaction that comes along and you have no control over your business when you uh, run it that way. So, you know, at some point, maybe you get started that way if, if you're in survival mode, but at some point when you plateau, you have to start to actually drive your business in a direction. For us, it's less is more. So if your average sale price is 250,000 right now, what would it look like if you could boost that to 300, 400, $500,000 sale price? So you're doing um, you know, less work essentially for, or the right. same amount of work for a lot more money. So your profits are going up without you having to leverage so your time. So do you have a tactic or two that um, specifically helps do that, raise the average price point? I have one, but I'm gonna save it and see what you say first. Right. So. I think I would ask you to share that first and then I would probably be able to give you some, some good ones in gotcha. return. All right, well, I know of an agent that um, they wanted to raise their average price point. So what they did was they started to market luxury properties on a regular basis. Okay. So what they did was they picked um, six times in a year. They picked um, luxury homes. They obviously went to the agent that who had the listing and maybe it was a, and they were also trying to get, they, they wanted you know to start to get into that luxury high-end market. And um, so they went to listing agents and said, hey, would you mind if I marketed this out to my buyers? And so what they found was on a regular basis, marketing those higher priced homes, all of a sudden the influx of lead gen that came from their sphere, uh, the price points were higher. And literally over a two-year time period, she raised her average 
you know, sale price. And she did it by marketing more expensive properties. And so it was a twofold strategy. Yeah, she would have loved to have sold one of those homes, marketing to her sphere, but she really was doing it to kind of build her brand perception or bring her brand perception up where, you know, um, you know, I, I can I can handle, you know, um, higher priced properties. And, and it really worked. It really did bring her brand up. You know, I think there, part of it is mindset where a lot of people working in, let's say, lower price points have a fear that's not even legitimate where they think, well, you know, I'm doing these $150,000 homes and people that live in $500,000 homes are going to be different, you know, where I have to prepare myself in a different way and, and really all humans are, are the same right. at the end of the day. And if, you know, you can go in there with confidence and you'll be able to land the sale. But it is just putting yourself in front of that opportunity, you, you know, just knowing where, you know, let's say the, the fluent people hang out wherever your target markets are and just being there more often and, and knowing what's important to those people in that target market and, and being able to resonate with your marketing and sales messages, messages that way. Right. Um, one innovative strategy uh, w would be, let's say like you have no way that you feel like you could just penetrate the area. Um, you, and like one strategy would be um, to, to almost say, hey, you know, take one client who lives in, let's say a, a five, six, $700,000 house or a million dollar neighborhood, uh, figure out if they want to sell and then almost offer that person uh, your service for free in exchange for um, a video testimonial uh, one that's also written and they'll give you access to do as many open houses as you want because then once you you've kind of gotten yourself into an area the marketing that can be used for that for months yeah. and months and months on end could could really perpetuate you into that market for for years to come Got it. like how powerful would it be to have you know a video of somebody that you know you sold their house in a week and it's a million dollar home and they're giving you all of these praises and and if you could do something like that so oh, that's a good idea like like whatever it ends up being is that like capitalize on like every opportunity that you have right. um you know with that right. client however you get that client right so rob when you know like um you have a lot of agents that are um that you guys mentor and you coach right so um do you either have a success story of one of your agents that you could tell like from a year ago and four years later what you know where they're at now and what they've done or even in your own life and in your own business how did you apply like i'm i want to be you okay what do i do right now this month what is there something i could do over the next four weeks you know to to begin to move in that direction and you know did you have that tell, talk about your experience with your business so, so either your business or talk about um you know a, one of your agents all right so one thing that that we'll preach consistently is is consistency okay. um, and that helps you know helped us and and our agents so the agents generally especially newer agents fall into that trap where they prospect 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 they get a bunch of deals and then prospecting stops and right. three months later their well dries up yep so and then they start it back up again exactly. and then they do it's it just, yeah i call it the roller coaster effect. exactly okay so we try to teach them how to stick to what they do best. Prospect, prospect, prospect. Hire that assistant. Whether you can afford it or not, figure out a way to, to hire that assistant and delegate the stuff that you're not good at anyway. Most of our agents, they're agents for a reason because they don't want to sit behind a desk all day and shuffle around paperwork. So 
Right. So um, hire TC. Somebody help exactly. you with the, the paperwork so you can exactly. still be doing all of that. Because exactly. you prospect, you get busy, yeah. and then instead of quitting prospecting, um, hire uh, somebody yeah. to help you. So It's yeah. all, all right. about <laughs> systems, mm -hmm. processes, uh, for you to delegate and eventually remove yourself so yes. you can continue to focus on higher dollar activities. So it's really like those non-exciting things is what really grows your business every day. Yeah. And, and, and right. being able to let go of things and not getting in your own way, saying oh, it has to be perfect or no one can do it better than me. Like that, that mentality will have you being a salesperson when you're 70 years old walking yeah. around showing houses with a cane because you were never able right. to, to get yourself to the highest possible level. Mm -hmm. So success story, one of our agents a um, couple of months ago uh, brought a deal to us that you know she would have made probably a $3,500 commission on, not even. and not even, like a $3,000 commission. Um, she made a $50,000 flip profit recently off of one deal that has catapulted her into buying uh, eight, eight units, a five unit, and a three unit apartment building. Yeah. And she's now going to be building new construction, construction. just like leveraging her profits and connections. And she- So um, how did she learn how to do that? Just, did you guys help her or did she read, research? What did- So we helped her and mentored her through the deal ourselves. Uh -huh. So you know we have that investing background and we encourage it. And we, we walked her, her through that transaction. and and actually got her to, to look at something outside of just chasing that commission and say, well, what if you structured the deal this way or did it that way? Here's what the, the opportunity could be for you. And that's like very common in our office. You know, a lot of our agents are buying rental properties for their first time, they're flipping houses, and they're do, doing other things like having ownership in title companies. And that's not, we're not talking about profit sharing where you, you know, have this measly little slice of the pie, they're, they're actually like starting businesses and owning them and and really um, walking down that path of entrepreneurship. Right. Okay, so back to organization and processes because I've seen your phone and I've, you know, you've talked to me before too about how regimented both of you are from an organizational standpoint. Um, so can you talk about how you feel organization, um, your to-do lists, your checklists, the different things that you do, how they help an agent be successful. I'm about to go off. So, right. so, go so, so right, number one is is that um, agents suffer constantly from shiny, shiny object syndrome, where it's like you just allow yourself all day long to be distracted by the books, the podcasts, the YouTube videos, or or the next opportunity. Well, this podcast is is legit though. So right, like, right, right. So, but there's a point in time where right, I get what, once this goes off, whoever's watching this, you have to actually implement and take action on, on these, these items. You have to reach out to, to the people here and just, right. and then, and make it happen because this is mo motivation. But um, if you don't take that next step to bring it to life, then it, it's all, you know, just entertainment at the so, end of the day. So what do you do or what do you teach your agents to take it to life? Because I've seen that, you know, I do a marketing class or I do a podcast and somebody's like, hey, that was, that was great. And they're nodding their head, but a week later they don't implement anything. But then I talked to another agent who said, I took those five things and I did them. And man, they really... Yeah affected my business so extreme focus action. number one is you have to have extreme focus and you have to know what your distractions are so it's like if i'm going to be in the office working i'm going to make sure that i'm not doing emails at the same time i'm doing phone calls and 
another, another thing is learning how to say no has been huge for me. And I still have to, you know, crack these guys over the head sometimes and ha having them say no to certain opportunities that are not opportunities. Saying no to one thing so you can say yes to right. prospecting or to calling sure. or to what? Right, to, to do anything from your, whatever your highest dollar activity, anything that doesn't meet that, that criteria um, has to, you have to say no to. Whether it's, you know, family and friends calling during the day and you end up in a 30 minute conversation, you know, like that's productivity that goes out the window. Right. You know, when, you're, when you have a goal and you're trying to so get things done. So do you time done. block? What do you do? Time block for sure. Yes. Yeah. Like time blocking to the T. You will, at certain times you're not going to get in touch with me. Right. Like, no, I know that because yeah. I called you one day. I was like, I can't get a hold of Bill, like, you know, like for a two or three hour time period. And, and I, Rob answered his phone and he's like, oh, yeah, Bill is he's he's doing his calls right now. You're not going to be able to get him for three hours. Right. And he's like, he he's he will not interrupt mm -hmm. until he is completes your right. calls. So, so I know one agent like who does. He probably makes $2 million a year in just commission income. And, you know, when I first started building a relationship and a friendship with the person, you know, I was just trying to figure out, like, what makes him more successful than, you know, 99% of all the other agents around the country. And, and after speaking with him further, I, I realized that, you know, there's a certain time, like, during the day, every single morning, he still does his prospecting for two to three hours. If you come into the office, if he had a brick, he'd probably throw it at your head. There's no disturbances whatsoever. So again, it's like those, those repetitive tasks, those consistent things that you do every day is what drives your business. And most agents never get to that level because they, they allow themselves to become permanently distracted by everything except for what's important sometimes. Okay. So a lot of times it is time management. Right. And, uh, time management, prioritization. I mean, yep. it's... As simple as that YouTube video everybody's seen where they, you know, put the rocks in and then, yeah. you know, with the sand and all that and then the water. Yeah. It's that simple. Every day you figure out what your most important tasks are. Do them first. Right. Yep. You know, don't even touch that sand until you finish the rocks. So what are the most important tasks then for an agent who is trying to grow their business? Right. So like we touched on earlier, just like making sure that you are as profitable as possible. Like that, to me, that's number one. So, because every, let's just say, for example, if you were on, if you added up all your fees and you were on a 50-50 split with your broker, that means 30 minutes of every hour you work belongs to the company that you work for. And essentially, you're doing all of the work because the, the owner of that company is not coming to your open houses. They're not prospecting for you. They're not paying for your zillow. They're not doing anything. So it's like, what are you paying that business That's really that interesting do? when you put it in terms of time. Yeah. Think about so it. So like every, I'm working a, I'm working a eight hour day, a 10 hour day. So in a 10 hour day, five of those hours. Right. So it belongs to the company you work for. Wow. Okay. So it's like, you know, so like just number one, again, right. increasing profitability. And then from there, it's twofold. It is going to be your, your marketing and lead generation. And then the third part is stri constant strategic thinking about how to run a business. So it's always taking a step back, having that vision, having goals that you know move you towards your vision, and and then always working on systems to leverage yourself, your time, and energy. Okay. It's the most important thing. All right, so we got nine minutes left here. Um, top three things from each of you on what that marketing and lead gen is. So very specific. So number one, be more profitable. Um, you know, get with a brokerage. You you have you have a phrase I love, uh, both of you. Um, 
no no BS, no broker splits. Broker that's that's kind of your thing. So you you like get to a transaction model, like yep. where you get one hundred percent of your commission, right? Absolutely. Okay. So but then from there, now you're talking marketing, yep. and you're talking uh, lead gen. So top three things, top three things. Okay. So I'll start probably first thing to do is strategic thinking, just figuring out like what it is that you love or hate about lead generation. If, if you wake up every day and you hate making cold calls, then cold calling probably won't be for you. If you can stomach making cold calls and you're really good at it, you should be doing more of it and then building a team around that. So just knowing what it is that you're, you're really uh, good at or enjoy doing and then plugging into that. Uh, we've, we've had a lot of success doing events. So for us, you know, uh, whether it's first time home buyer workshops, but we, we help our agents take it to another level. We position our agents as, it's called the ACE formula, authority, credibility, and expertise, where you, know, you are building certain types of relationship with people in, in your marketplace through live events. Uh, when you're a speaker, you automatically have a certain type of authority. Okay. Um, and it's not just first time home buyer workshops. We're doing financial wellness workshops. We're doing um, community events where you know, some of our agents just have cookouts for people when they're their sphere of influence and they come out. Uh, that ends up turning into podcasts and Facebook lives with okay. some of their previous clients and things like that. And there's a whole entire business model. Uh, one of our agents has just did over 80 transactions to date this year has never made a single cold call in his life, doesn't do anything but events and workshops and using the ACE formula. Wow. Um, so Okay. Uh, that, that would be one. And yeah, it boils down to, again, figure out what you're going to do and do it consistently. Consistently. Right. You know, it, back when we first started, I was out in the streets knocking on doors every single day, whether it was 10 degrees outside or 110 degrees outside, I was out there right. every day. Well, I, I heard when I was in Philadelphia with you all, I heard that many of your agents were talking about door knocking or even door knocking to drive people to an event. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I just want to make you aware we're doing this thing. And I just remembered um, it, it, was, it was a higher percentage of your agents who door knock than I typically ran across mm -hmm. in, in an office. So it was, you... you do you teach your agents to door knock? Oh yeah, of course. Help them. Yeah. It's going, that, it's going back started, to the basics. So, yeah. uh, calling, call, cold calling is extremely effective. Mm -hmm. Door knocking is extremely effective. Text marketing is yep. extremely effective, and and just again doing it consistently, yep. and picking one to two things, and then doing it, putting your head down, and don't do anything else for the next yep. six months. Like right. you have to, you can't simply do everything at least. Not until you have mastered one thing, yeah. has you have replaced yourself with another person to do that, and then you yeah. have another arm. How about videos? Video is huge. If anyone's like some of our some of our agents are are huge on on social media. Uh, you know, one in particular where she's built an entire business off of uh, Facebook ads, yeah. of and is making a lot of money passively because we've helped her. So what's what's an example of like her? her ads or what type of marketing. So like now she does um, what your home is worth. So she does Facebook lives and then she puts them out she sponsors those ads and then puts it out to her target market and she has a program where um, she works with um, the first time home buyer market, you know, renters who want to be first time home buyers and she has a whole program where she's getting paid to do workshops now. 
So like yeah. we teach our agents not just to to do free home you know home buyer workshops, but turn that into a profit center. So she's probably making four to five thousand dollars a month for doing one workshop for a group of people, and that will be scaled. So the the attendees pay right. So and to participate. it's a membership. Okay. So she has about forty to fifty members paying ninety nine dollars a month right now. Mm-hmm. So she's making four to five grand a month mm-hmm. just off of that, and she can't. Like she could scale to 100 in the next two to three months, but she just she's gonna have to hire more people. So, right. and that's before she even gets them pre-approved for buyers. So, how many how many workshops is it? A three workshop, a six workshop, and is and the workshop is designed that somebody comes in wanting to buy a home, and by the end of it, they know everything and they're positioned, their finances are in order. Is that how does how is it? So this is the takeaway, yeah. high level. You have to look at your business for everything else ex- except for what it is currently. That's the problem with with uh, real estate agents. It's all marketing incest. Everyone's copying off of one another and doing the same thing where it's like if you could look outside of your industry and, and see other things that are working, coaching groups and all this other stuff, it could be plugged into your business. So what we helped her develop was, no, you, you're not a real estate agent yet, you know, because it's too soon for you to be a real estate agent to a renter who doesn't even know they can own a home yet. You have to actually be a motivational speaker to these people and you get paid to do that. So where in the industry it's like, oh, do first time home buyer workshops, we're, we're teaching her to be a motivational speaker for a target market. And those people could be in the program for three months, six months, 12 months, and she's getting paid residual income for this. So that's the type of stuff that, you know, we're doing and it's getting paid from the very beginning to the very end and beyond because now we have a program that once you graduate and buy a house, right. now we can put you into other programs that just keep you right. involved with, with the group. Gotcha. All right. Any more on lead gen or marketing before I do the wrap up question? We got about four, four minutes left here. Okay. Cause here, here's the wrap up then. You know, we got, let's just say there's a hundred thousand agents that listen to this podcast. You know, it's, um, um, what's the, uh, what's the takeaway? What's the takeaway? The, 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 I got it. you know, go off, you know, yeah. on what, what's so, the takeaway? What's one thing you want them to take away? Right. So if you look at your, yourself and your business right now, and you look five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years, into the future, what is it going to look like? Because for a lot of us as real estate agents, it's going to be the same thing, Groundhog Day, over and over and over, running on a treadmill, chasing commissions, doing the open houses, prospecting, and you have a sales career, uh, but 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to be a little bit more burned out, you're going to be tired, and you're not going to have the same energy to keep up with all of these new people entering the industry. We don't know what types of disruptions can occur that can affect our business. So the big takeaway is now is the time to step back and work on the business instead of in it all of the time. And that's essentially working smarter, not harder, putting those systems for automation and delegation into place. And then once you ha- you're free from all of those monotonous $10 an hour activities, you can get to that higher level stuff where you can be on top of a mountain with your binoculars and see five years down the road and predict the storms and forecast and, and make moves and, and get yourself into to things like real estate investing. Right. For us, like if we do nothing else, 
we can sit back and, and collect rental payments and that's it. And no real estate agent got into this business to have a career. You know, we've been lied to by the real estate industry and they want us to have careers, but like I'm here to reawaken your business and entrepreneurial spirit to say, that's not why you got into this. You didn't want to have a boss. You didn't want to have an income ceiling. You didn't get into this to work seven days a week, 12 hours around the clock. You did this to have a different kind of lifestyle and we have become our own worst enemies and it's time to wake up and, and to, to be an entrepreneur. And So that's where I guess my takeaway, what I'm hearing from both of you is, okay, help people buy and sell real estate, but while you're doing it, invest in real estate of your, of your own to own. Like exactly. invest to own real estate as well. Right. And do it along the way. And then it's like, and it's just like owning all the other opportunities. So if you go into Home Depot, you're not just gonna buy the kitchen cabinets. They're going to sell you on the delivery. They're going to sell you on the installation. And they have all of these businesses within the businesses. So as you grow in your business, what else can you have ownership of or a piece of? Right. You know, like if all agents in your office are, are getting uh, settlement gifts for their clients, why don't we own the gift basket company that sells the, the gift basket right. to the company? So like that's how I think is like how do I get a piece of all of this stuff? Right. And just building a business like that. Right. That's awesome. All right, everyone. Well, thank you uh, for being here with us today. Uh, again, I'm uh, Todd Sumney, the Chief Industry Officer for HomeSmart International. And uh, thank you to Bill Kratz and Rob Foglio from HomeSmart Realty Advisors in downtown Philadelphia in the greater Philadelphia area, multiple offices, uh, and for sharing your insights today. I really appreciate you being here.